0: Three, two, one. Welcome, guys, to the MMOs.com podcast. This is Altai here with episode 123. I'm joined this week by... Omer. i right. ready to rock this week
1: with a good weekly rate like usual. So take it away, Alpha. This
0: this week, I tried to go wholesome, all right? You know, the last few weekly rates have been a little contentious, you know? So I want something that... A little bit, you think? A little bit. So (laughs) I want something we can just reminisce about nostalgia and all that. So I was inspired by the recent drama that you guys may have heard about uh, surrounding NeoGAF, NeoGAF, however you say that, uh, which is an internet forum. And it got me thinking... I don't want to go into the drama, by the way, too much, but it got me thinking about forums and communities in general. So the weekly rate question is, where do you go to talk about games? And uh, so that's a pretty open question. It's obviously changed over the years for each of us. But uh, all right, what about you? What what was like the first place you remember feeling like you were like, part of this gamer community? Like It was hard because always like the big gaming forums, whether it was
1: like GameSpot, GameFAQs. First of all, I would always read GameFAQs growing up. Like that was like the discussion forum for the games I was interested in. That was my forum, my place to go to for that. But it was always very hard to feel like you were part of a community because all the large sites were too big and all the small sites felt too small. So it was very weird. I rarely posted on these sites. I did have like, I usually, if I made an account on a forum, it would have like maybe like 10 to like 50 posts. But growing up in the forum era, it was always interesting to see like the people on those forums with like thousands of posts. And I guess posts were the original like big dick meter on the internet because Let's be real. You see somebody on like a, a, on a forum with like two thousand, three thousand posts, and sometimes five thousand posts. You're like, "Holy shit, this guy's a somebody. This guy's this guy's awesome. He's something," you know. And obviously, it doesn't it doesn't mean anything. You get somebody posts, but that was the original, you know, dick measuring contest on the internet. And I think that kind of shows our our, our like attraction to bigger and bigger numbers. And I like, maybe one of the reasons why MMORPGs or online games work so well with the gear grind. People want bigger and bigger numbers just for the sake of bigger and bigger numbers because there's nothing more meaningless. Than a, than a post count on a forum, but let's be we all looked at that number like it, it kind of commanded some respect on the internet for whatever reason but for me again it was my og places uh
0: where were, were, were game mostly
1: and yeah. that's it for me i, I
0: you know for me game fake was huge too i actually are, i'm fairly certain i had at least a thousand posts on game FAQs. Uh, did you really yes, holy yes. shit how did i not know about this <laughs> i mean i would just i, w- I was a tro- i was a i was a forum warrior i i was on i was active on a few forums uh Mm-hmm. And, uh, actually on game of Thrones, I must have been banned like a dozen times. Uh, wow. Yeah. But anyway, I kept going back. Uh another place I frequented was GameSpy. Anyone here remember GameSpy? Mm-hmm. No. So, I used to love yeah, GameSpy. Game then they got bought by IGN and then they went down hill. They actually they actually shut down in um, 2013. So they're gone now. Oh, we got us up. Thank you so much. Allineus. I don't know if I said that right. It's kind of remarkable, though, how much
1: forums are disappearing from the internet, though. I mean, that, that medium, I think it was still kind of big and relevant, like when we first made MMOHUT, like years ago, like 10 years ago now, I don't know how long, it's been a long time. Back then, it was somewhat relevant, but it really seems like Reddit really sucked up the entire like gaming community, as well as like so many other sub-communities and, and niche communities kind of moved over to Reddit. And beyond that, I think, let's be real, Discord oh, is yeah. the granddaddy of like building communities now. And, and I would actually say Twitch as well, actually. There yes. are communities around You're right. Twitch You're right. supported by Discord though. And honestly, I've never felt more connected with an audience, with people, with a community, the way I have with, with Discord. Whether it's my Final Fantasy 14 guild, whether it's you know my friends Discord I post in, and whether or the MOS.com Discord. Those are the three Discords I am active in, and I don't use any other Discords. Really the MOS.com Discord, my my free company Discord, and then my friends discord where some of our mutual friends from the game and other places hang out too. But those are my three discords, and in all three, I really enjoy it. You actually get to know people, and and if you ever join a discord with like thousands of people, some of the big streamers have stuff like that, but like it feels very disjointed. It's very hard to communicate with people. But if you have the right size of like good friends and just people you meet, and on, on like MMOZAC on Discord, a very chill group of people there, and it's it's not too big that you can't know everybody. You can you know the people in there, you get to know them actually, and you see the same people over and over again, and you make friends with some you know unlikely group of people with different interests and stuff, and it's. Again, it sounds very cheesy, but it's the first time I felt connected with wow. strangers on the internet. Beyond like, beyond the you know, oh, yeah, we play games together for five minutes. Like, I've met good friends purely on the MO.com, Discord. I've played many games with, and it's awesome. Like, there's nothing else like it. You would see people in games, you talk to them once in a while, but like, those are very fading relationships. Or people you just meet for a short while. Like, Canaris is, is, is a good friend of mine. I met him on basically on the dot on Discord. We talk about gaming, we talk about politics, philosophy, the meaning of life, all this deep shit. <laughs> And like, we we go from arguing about the most nonsensical stuff about video games to talking about whether we have free will or not. Like the most nonsensical discussion to stuff, But it's great, you know. And it, I think it's Discord has been a wonderful thing for gaming communities. And I think it's done. It, it's a logical step up from where forums were. Forums always felt kind of weird. If you want to talk to me one on one, you have to PM them. Like it was so weird that it took such a long time to have this real time chat system mixed in, like a, an advanced chat room, which is what what Discord is. Let's be real. So I think. Discord has been phenomenal. I think,
0: I think Discord did for like, I guess, <clears throat> chat clients. What well, kind of what Reddit did for forums, where the beauty of Discord is not that does you know, a Teamspeak and stuff existed before, right? But those are always you had to have your own separate community and it was separate from every other community. Whereas in Discord, you can jump, you can have like you know, you can have you can make a new channel, you know, freely a new uh, server, you can invite people, uh, have different text channels, you know, voice channels, so. The fact that I, I can have so many different communities in one client I think is the beauty of Discord. And all right, the the connection you mm-hmm. described that you had in Discord, I think mm-hmm. a lot of people had that same connection uh, in the old days with forums, and then you know with Teamspeak, and and I mm-hmm. actually had that with Skype. I, I made a lot of good friends like on Dota, and we kept in touch with Skype. If it wasn't for like, because of Skype, I actually went to conventions with people that I never met before, and all this stuff. And Discord obviously now is kind of consuming Skype, the Skype user base. Which is a good thing, uh, it's just kind mm-hmm. of aggregating it better. It's 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 basically a, a upgraded tool for what you know forums and chat rooms used to be. But it was always kind of weird to like add somebody on Skype that you don't really know.
1: You know, what? I feel like really? Skype was for people you already kind of knew or like indirectly already got to know. Where Discord becomes like a place everyone can kind of jump into. Like even people you don't know, they click on demos.com Discord, they come there, they talk. You know, whatever. Well I don't know I, I wouldn't add random like if, if you get a random invite on uh, on Skype you're not going to accept
0: it you're not going to talk to a complete <laughs> rando not random you you, but like a game first or somewhere you're right so that's what I'm saying it's a, it's, a, it's an upgrade for example on Skype you would you, I would only, I would add friends or friends that I played with right mm-hmm. so but now with Discord anybody can join and then and then we can kind of go back and forth to decide how much interaction we want with that one person so it's sure. a, it's more open definitely um let's see what else uh, real talk though. Just NeoGaff
1: drama. You brought it up, so we, I, I need a thumbs down, thumbs up from you. Or rather, is he guilty? Is the founder of
0: NeoGaff guilty with with as little as you know about the situation? I, I I want a conclusive answer. Yes, he's guilty. Well he's guilty? And that, I don't think it's I don't think he's guilty of any crimes or anything. But one, NeoGaff has been like on the what's it called? Receiving end of a lot of like hate. Even before this, right? There's there's obviously some stuff there, okay? Mm-hmm. So it's not like this is the only thing that NeoGaff did you know, wrong or the founder did owner did wrong so he's mm-hmm. get, it's got a history of kind of of drama and for those of you who don't know he was uh the owner of neogath which is a big gaming forum was accused by multiple people of basically sexual harassment and i, I just for fun I'll, t- I'll give you two examples okay mm-hmm. so in one he was out with some friends and then this this lady he was with a friend got like they she got sick so they went back to the apartment or hotel room and she was taking a shower, and she was, like, vomiting. And she, and she wanted to clean herself off, right? Because she was sick and vomiting. And he just walks in naked into the shower. <laughs> what? And, and then she's like, get the fuck out. What you <laughs> and he's like, oops, I misread the situation. And another you, you one. He was a terribly misread the situation. Holy shit. And another one is uh, this lady comes up to him at a bar or something. And then asks him to buy her a drink, right? Which is, what, which is mm-hmm. what happens at bars, I guess. You know, guys buy girls drinks. So he's like, okay, he buys her a drink. And then he slaps her ass. <laughs> and then he, she just leaves. Like, <laughs> all right. Listen, multiple,
1: multiple accusations. Look, I know nothing about this drama. I'm gonna say guilty as well. All right, I'm saying guilty. Man's guilty, boys.
0: Lock him up. I mean, it's not He's a, done. I don't think. I don't think those are crimes necessarily. Um, but it, it's kind of funny. <laughs> Is it pretty
1: crazy how like this this sexual harassment allegations just completely sunk that Weinstein company some some film company and like it's been all over national news for some reason I'm always wondering like why the fuck is this like national news it seems such a small issue. But I guess, like, and now this completely sunk, uh, like, not, not not yet, but, like, potentially sunk this huge gaming community. They lost mods, they lost users, there's a big shit
0: store on the internet over this. Yeah, they were down for, like, I think a day or two, which, for a form of the size, it was a big deal. It basically, this was covered in all the gaming uh, media. They are back up mm. now, but apparently, they're not going to allow political discussion anymore. Because I think that's what they got, like, that's what got them in trouble a lot in the past. Mm-hmm. So now they're going to stick to just gaming, which... Honestly is a good is a good move, I think. I, I don't know. But here's the funny thing and we should probably move on to something else, but he said in his post defending himself and
1: denying all allegations. Like, oh the reason I was so slow to like post up my response was because I was burnt out of moderating the off topic pol- political stuff. So it kinda kept me weak and like distracted. That's why it took me so long to reply. I don't know, that seems kinda sketch.
0: I ain't buying it. <laughs> I don't, look, here's, if you're a powerful guy, you know, you, you, you're going to slap some masses once in a while. All right? I don't know. It's just part yeah, of... Yeah, it comes to the territory, <laughs> right? Yeah, look, it's part of the culture. And I'm not defending it. It's changing. It's getting better. But it's still part of the culture to some degree. And it's, it, it is getting better, though. So we, True. Yeah. All right. Well, back... Very, I mean, yeah. All right. Here's a, here's a good question, then, related somewhat to the Weekly Raid. What is acceptable today? What is not acceptable today on gaming forums or communities that was before? Are you kidding? the The toxicity that was once
1: normal on the internet, and we talked a lot about toxicity in online games. Like, the idea was like people just yelling, insulting each other. Like, I feel like it's gotten to a point where it's not okay anymore. Back in the day, you could just call someone like a fuckface out of form, even like, or just like the amount of like insults you can sling was much higher in the past mm-hmm. before you get moderated or warned, even. But now it, things are very, very PC. Yeah, and in a way, it's. I I think it's it, it is hurting. Things a bit too. I feel you, you. go. You get too extreme to one end as
0: well. That's probably the thing that's not okay anymore. It's much more strict. Like when we were gamers, right? Words like I don't. Know, I don't know if I get in trouble for this on Twitch or not, but faggot, right? Didn't actually mean gay. Like a like homosexual. Faggot did not. Faggot was just like a catch-all. Like it wasn't that bad. Like it, but now it's bad, right? And uh, retard yeah. is another one, right? Retard. I, I. They can't take retard and faggot away from me. I feel like I grew up yelling. Oh, if I
1: can't call someone on Discord or Skype, or on voice chat, like, if I can't call my own friend a fucking faggot when he messes up or something, or does something silly, we, we're not good friends. I feel like, maybe I'm just too old. I don't know. I, I gotta call my friend a faggot to be able to, like, be a good friend. If I can't call my friend a faggot, we're not good friends. We're not there yet, maybe, like. It's just it's just it's just weird
0: that, like, that's not okay anymore. Yeah, it is weird. It is weird. Uh, and, you know, this whole thing with NeoGAF, uh, and also, I shall mention another thing that made me think about this. Was the Escapist, which is another big uh, mm-hmm. gaming community. They have a Fed Forum. I watch a lot of their. I used to watch uh, the Yahtzee, those. Uh, yep. Well, I forgot the, the videos he made. Zero punctuation. Zero punctuation. There it is. Uh, the Escapist has fired everyone besides Yahtzee now. Mm-hmm. And there was an open letter on their on their site and basically saying, look, we don't know if we're going to be around. We're probably going to shut down eventually. Uh, so that's another site that's going to go away. <clears throat> and it just, you know, the changing nature of uh, internet community. So i don't know if in chat you guys want to leave a comment or leave a comment on this article but i do want to know what communities you guys currently frequent which obviously is going to be reddit and discord but more importantly i want to know what sites and forums and communities you guys used to frequent like where is our shared past like what are some big sites that you went to in Mm -hmm. the past that you felt connected to and uh i'm sure you know tomorrow when i read the comments i'm going to be jogged you know memories of the ones i forgot um Final, or if you, yeah. if you use Discord a lot too, like what Discord channels do you follow? What Discord channels
1: do you still use and where are you active in? Yeah, I mean, there's, lot of, there's a lot of Discord channels out there that are public from Reddit and
0: other communities. So it'd be kind of cool to hear that. And one final note, guys, before I move on. I know this is, uh, but Verizon has announced they're shutting down AOL Instant Messenger. And I'm surprised it was still around. <laughs> I'm surprised. I don't know if you guys know this, but Verizon owns AOL now that's one and two, the shutting down name <laughs> after twenty years. Uh, and Omar, Omar and I, the first um, tool we used to talk to people on internet was AOL and Messenger, right? Mm-hmm. I, I I made friends and I I kept in touch with so many people that I met online through AOL Messenger as a, as like a preteen and teen my teen years. So uh, mm-hmm. it is it is uh, I haven't used it in like twenty. I haven't used it in fifteen years, but it's still it's sad to see it go. Mm-hmm. Recent pepperoni AOL Instant Messenger. Indeed. All right. Well. Nostalgia, it's reminisce, and then we can talk about some actual game news.
1: All right, let's talk about some actual game news and some fun topics. Uh, one thing I want to talk about right now is actually some big stuff for Final Fantasy Fourteen just happened. And it kind of fits in with our discussion from maybe like two, three weeks ago about aspirational content and new content in games. So right now, um, I, I've been watching quite a bit of this actually. Right now, Final Fantasy Four Point One actually just dropped, which is uh, the latest update to the game. Introduce something called the Unending Coil of Bahamut, the latest difficult content in the game. There's a Twitch uh, channel right now. I just linked. Maybe you can just show some of that off. This guy's been basically raiding nonstop uh, Unending Coil since it launched last night. It came. The service came live at 3 a.m. last night, and this guy's been streaming nonstop for about 11 hours now, actually wow. 13 hours now, playing the new content. And we talked a lot about difficult content and difficulty and casuals in MRPGs. And here's an update tailored towards a more hardcore audience. You know, again, this is tailored towards the the one percent of players, or perhaps even less than that. And in this, it, it basically adds a new fight to the game. There are, th- it's a three stage fight. You fight Twintania, then you fight uh, Nail, another four, basically another dragon looking dude, and then you're gonna fight the final boss at the end of this. And you have to defeat all three bosses at once, like one after the other. So if you watch this guy, he's gonna be wiping left and right. He's been wiping a lot. He's been again, he's, his, him and his group have been doing this for 13 hours, and he still can't consistently beat the first fight every single time with his group. And the problem in this fight is, if you if you die at, on the second fight, you get reset back to the first fight. If you die on the third fight, you get reset back to the first fight as well. So it makes practicing the second and third fight incredibly, incredibly difficult. I see. In fact, this guy, again, he's never, I don't think anyone to date as, right now as in this podcast has cleared the second phase, the second fight here. So I've been watching this guy on and off all, all day. And I don't think he he's gotten to a nail, but he's never cleared it from what I've seen. Is he playing?
0: Um, well, is is this? Uh, are these new bosses, or are these just hard mode of, of existing bosses? These are
1: existing bosses okay. with new mechanics. This oh. is from the original Coil of Bahamut series from like years ago.
0: Okay, so new new mechanics.
1: We, I've done Twin Tanya yeah. as well. My friend, th- I ran through it like after it already came out. But again, this is it's scaled up to level seventy and being very very difficult. So it's so yeah, I thought so it was interesting. He has to le- relearn different mechanics, right? It's, it's not the same yes mechanics from the previous fight. It's not the same mechanics. Okay. so you got everyone's got to relearn these mechanics. Basically, three boss fights in a row. And they're all very difficult. And the actual mechanics of the fight are pretty interesting because if you watch the video, you'll see the boss dies pretty quick. If you see Twin HP bars in the boss, they go very quick. He's got 5 million HP. He just pulls the fight, and within like less than 30 seconds, the boss is 75% HP already. So it's a very mechanical fight where you have to actually uh, play well, play smart to get through it. It's not like a very dragged out bullshit fight where it just takes forever, like certain fights in the game do. So the mechanics are really cool. But more importantly, I think content like this, even though... So few people can actually do this content. If you look on twitch.tv, you will see that more people are watching Final Fantasy 14 now than like ever before. Like Final Fantasy 14 is not a very streamable game. It doesn't get very many viewers. It never gets more than you know a thousand viewers from FC. Maybe like five hundred viewers, right? On a normal day. And there's over 10,000 people now watching uh Final Fantasy 14. Everyone's trying out the new content. The casuals will never get to do this. This is locked away from 95% of the community because you have to clear Omega 4 to get there. I haven't cleared Omega 4 yet. I'm actually just started working on it. Making progress, almost done with that one, but you can't even access this if you're a casual. But I think adding content like this is great for the community and it's great for casuals too because it gives people something that's like it's great for even the the wannabe hardcore people. There's a lot of people that, w- that will try clearing this that will never be able to do it, but it's great for them because I think Final Fantasy 14, as well as World of Warcraft, as well as any MMORPG with a late game rating scene, they have this weird problem. People log in for when during resets, so every week you can run each raid once and get one reward from each raid. So on, a, on Gilgamesh, which is the most popular server, or second most popular server in the game, people log in on Tuesday, which is reset day, they finish all their raids in a matter of an hour, right? And then they log off. And mm-hmm. then they don't play again until next week. That's literally yeah. the cycle for any MMORPG once you reach late no. game rating. Yeah, yeah,
0: and that's why I think, I, watched, I showed you that video about how I think the theme park you know, model is so bad for MMOs. Whether it's WoW or Final Fantasy, I prefer... The open a you know, sandbox mode, even if it's like something but like. But they're desert. not
1: they're not mutually exclusive. You can have sandbox elements in the theme park game, a lot of. Ex- I think Final Nights is a lot of stuff you can do beyond just the uh, the gear progression. Like there's the, the, you can have the world, you can have the the crafting, the, the living breathing world beyond the sandbox.
0: I, I I think you can combine the two. Sure, I'm still waiting for my holy grail of like a a single mm-hmm. server, uh, mo with no instances, like so world bosses, but everyone like a thousand guys can show up and fight. That'd be epic. Yeah. But. I don't think... The technology is not there yet.
1: Unfortunately. Yeah. But th- I was talking to a friend about this too because uh, he's basically finished all the content in Final Fantasy XIV. Um, talked to him on Discord the other night, actually. And he tells me, basically, I log on to Final Fantasy XIV. There's nothing for me to do. I, after I do all my raids, like I, I, I want a reason to keep playing. He helped me last night with um, trying to do Omega-4. He was a healer for us. And um, you know he helped me out. And, and after that, he just dipped out. Like, there's nothing for him to do in Final Fantasy fourteen anymore. But when this patch dropped... He's like, holy shit! I can actually work on something. There's a reason for me to log in and log in every day and try practicing this fight, and it's awesome because these people, like, whether it's even if it's like five, ten percent community, like that's still a pretty decent chunk of a number. Like ten percent of the community that wants to do raids, I think the clear rates in FF14 for high end raids are like five to ten percent, which is, which is still pretty high. Which is you know again, you can you can argue that's not hardcore enough, but whatever. Ten percent of the community that that doesn't log in all the time, like it really hurts the community. So it gives these people a reason to come back, and I think that's great and hopefully this takes a long time to clear given the way you know right now i think he's on he's on phase 2 right now yeah he's on phase 2 right now let's see how far he gets in the video but it's it's always interesting to see aspirational content and and it doesn't okay, i hate going to go on a rant about this too but it doesn't always have to be combat related because we all know raids are not for everyone and you have to include more people i get that but which is why i i i posed the question a few weeks ago why can't there be like a goddamn vaz in World of Warcraft, in Final Fantasy XIV or some, some, some aesthetic, cosmetic item in World of Warcraft that just costs like a shit ton of money. Like a vase for your house decoration that costs like 500 million gil, 1 billion gil. Something for players to work towards either as a group or alone. Just give stuff in the game that you can like, nobody's accomplished yet. There's always got to be that one thing, whether it's a crafting goal, whether it's accumulating money, whether it's a combat role, whether it's a jump quest. Make a Make a really hard jump puzzle. Like, why not? That let people struggle with it for like twenty hours. Like well, they have jump west in the game, but you could anyone can solve them in like an hour. I'd argue why not had a crazy one. I'd
0: argue that like a large house in that game, which costs what, like 200 million, Gil or more? Only on the big servers. If oh. you on a small server you can get over fifty million where well, there's plots available. Okay, even fifty million. I think that's a that's to to most people, like I'm talking about ninety nine point nine nine percent of players. Fifty mil for a large house. Is like the end game. Econ- no, can anyone, anyone can get goal. a small house? Anyone can get a small house easily? Any casual can get a small house mm-hmm. like w-
1: with no problem. But what about Which the a large few, like house? Three million or so. But large a large th- house is a bit harder. But I think I think anyone that no, it, it's too doable for, to be considered aspirational. Too doable. And plus, you you can you can share it. You can pool your money with friends. No, and buy well, it as a guild.
0: Well, uh, a guild house is separate. I'm talking about an in, uh, uh, an individual house. You can have both, right? You can have a guild house. Yes, yeah, so you, um, you can have you have a guild house and an individual house. Right, I think I think that is the uh, the economic goal most people have. no so many people can have 50 million They see up for it it's not
1: it's not aspirational enough and, and why not add more it doesn't cost why not add a, a decoration for your house you can put like wallpapers and stuff why not put a one for sale that costs 500 million i'd be like what does it cost you just have that there for the tryhards just, and like wave your dick around
0: i mean i'm Don't not telling mean, me oh I'm, you can't take away the designers from some other part of the game
1: it's a fucking cosmetic it's gonna I'm, take, not, like, I'm not i'm not against it but
0: it's not like i think i think what you're saying already exists from you know for 99 percent you know percent of players Oh, no because the, my my argument is like have you
1: you played harvest moon i, I know you have but like mm-hmm. for anyone that played harvest moon out there or animal crossing for example both good examples right like some of the coolest parts of harvest moon was upgrading your house like you get a bigger house and it was kind of cool like it didn't really do that much though in harvest moon you had to have the biggest house to like you know have, have a baby or something in that game but like it was it was cool to save up money for that goal and once you got the biggest house it was kind of lame like there's nothing else to do like, why not just add like actually more tiers? Somebody where it just becomes
0: like, exponentially more difficult. Somebody in chat had a really interesting point. So, if you recall back in WoW, there was only one Grand Marshal or Warlord per per <laughs> server per side, right? So, what about instead of a vase that anyone can buy, assuming they have 500 million kill or whatever, mm-hmm. why don't you do server limited, you know, rather, either items <clears throat> or uh, goals? So, for example, imagine like a imagine like a castle or something. Or, Or and you got to be one player can be the king of it at a time, and it's like a monthly election or a guild battle that determines the winner. Mm -hmm. At least then it's you know it's always it's always 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 a possibility of it rotating, or you holding it, and there's only one per server. So like
1: well, there are there are like rewards right now for PvP in Final Fantasy XIV where the the people that reach a certain rank get like these really rare like really cool cosmetics right but the mm-hmm. problem with that is nobody takes it seriously and the only people that end up getting it are just win traders people queue up and trade wins it's, it's so dumb and it's not done well at all so that's the reason I think you I think you can have stuff like that that are achievement based but it's got to be unabusable un- because the only people you know worried about the getting the, the pvp gear the pvp cosmetics are just people that so are. I'm, I'm
0: guessing pvp is also cute in instance yes okay and I, pvp is
1: not a big part of how much yeah, for yeah for sure but I don't like, know. yeah, I'm watching this fight. It just—it's cool that these people that are tryhard, these guilds, these people that are you know well known in the community, it, they've been doing this for 13 hours and they're not making any... No one's got to the third fight, third phase yet, let alone the whole thing. Like people, yeah, it's taking 13 hours of nonstop play to get to the second fight and decently. Not, not even every time. They won't get there every time. But then they've never even beaten the second fight yet, and then they got to learn the third fight. And if they mess up the third fight, they go back to the beginning. It, it just seems so cool that there's content out there right now that no one else has done. There's something you can, now that. Hey, even if I'll never clear this content, or maybe there's even more content later, it's in the back of my mind. Like as I make progress on my character, to get stronger. Like maybe one day I can do this content. Once I get my, my 345 weapon, once I get my 340 gear and everything, maybe I can challenge this content later too. It, it gives me something to work towards, and it's a really cool feeling that makes me want to play a game
0: a lot more. Even if I'm not going to clear this content myself. I, mean, I think we have different philosophies than uh, <clears throat> on more which is fine. Like for me, I never want to play the game like on a, on a, on rails like that. So, when I played Ultima Online, um, whatever, uh, I never thought of killing, like, the, the dungeon boss. That was never my goal, right? Yeah. I, I just want to kind of do my own thing, have my own experiences, PvP, uh, talk to you know, people, trade, whatever. Um, so, I, I don't know. I, to me, like, just killing this one boss is not, like, a substitute for having a game with meaning. First of all, if, to, I'm, I'm an age now where I don't want to, like, play any old game, right? Uh If it's like an instance game like this, like I don't want, I'm not even interested. It's got to be an open world. It's got to be either cross server or like one big server, or something. That's very important to me now. I mean, I see the benefits
1: of that as well, but I again, I don't think they're mutually exclusive. I mean, you can have this content in a game where you have emergent gameplay and other shit you can do as well. Like you can have the instance content for the people that want it, and something to work towards, and also have that because again, a game like Ultima Online is just—you have to admit though—it was very niche, and again, one of the reasons Ultima was popular. Was because it was really the only game. Like, if you wanted to play an MMORPG, this concept, right? A lot of people played an, uh, uh, Ultima Online that didn't want a PvP, that didn't want to do all the things you loved with Ultima Online. They just wanted to play for that PVE grind mm-hmm. and this this experience. Like, you had a very, you and me both had a very specific taste, and the reasons we liked Ultima was different from the reason other people liked it. And most people played it, and most people they switched to EverQuest when they could because it was more bear and more more casual for them. Mm-hmm. So I think you can you can have a game that has bits of both. You know, have a why can't you have a Ultima ultimate online in a game like World of Warcraft or in a game like Final Fantasy XIV, where people that want to do the the the, the 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 theme park experience can do it? Again, this is this is still a game we've never seen yet, obviously, and it would obviously involve a tremendous amount of work. But it'd be very cool to see these these something like this exist. Like if you like BDO, for example, they they do the sandbox stuff really well. If it had some theme park elements too, which I don't think it's that hard to add, even if it, they have to add it like in a weird instance way. No, right? no, I, I'm against what? that.
0: No, why? Uh, at, at that point, I don't know. it's just you can't. It, that's like saying, "Well, what if like my pong when I load up pong? If I push Q, it, solitaire comes up." It's just, no, it, no, no, no. It's a different oh. game at that point. Like I don't so know. People that play BDO,
1: some of them, I'm sure there's an overlap between them that play WoW or Final Fantasy Fourteen as well. Two other well-known MRPGs. Like a subset of those players play both games, and it'd be it'd be
0: cool to be able to have this somewhat same experience. <laughs> You know, in video, uh, if they if they unlimited resources, yes, but but in the real world, that that adding that means that they're not putting those resources. They've been up. adding PVE content as well. They've been adding more of that in video, if I remember correctly. Well, yeah, BDO, adding, adding the, the zones updates. and yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. But so so, so I, some instance raid would take away from that, though. That's what I'm trying to say.
1: Yeah, I, I just don't think the two concepts are mutually exclusive, personally. And look, again, why don't we have a jump quest in Valenty fourteen? Or World of Warcraft, or something that that's just very difficult, like something that's crazy difficult. Like, just let people struggle with it for a while. Like, it, it gives people something to do. Like, sometimes I, like, sometimes I want to play. I want to go on FF14 and just turn my brain off and do something, right? If I'm if I'm doing this stupid jump quest, and after I do it, I'm done with it, right? It only takes like an hour to figure it out, or, or a lot less usually. You can do a jump quest very easily in that game. Like, give me something to work towards. It doesn't have to be PvP. It doesn't have to be raid bosses. Give me something in the game that I can do. And MRPGs have to be the ultimate outlet for this. Because ideally, like MRPGs can kind of thrive on the, this social setting as well. This this it wants you to log in and stay logged in. Because it makes the world feel full. People talk when they're in the game. It's it's a nice, you know, they want you to be in the game. And, and they need to give more reasons to stay logged in and do stuff. Whether it's a jump quest, whether it's a new. Form of crafting progression, pr- pr- you know, something, some kind of challenge. Doesn't have to be PvP. Doesn't have to be combat. Even exploration, some other something else in the game that has to keep you logged in. MRPGs have to be more than just the gameplay. Is also what I've stressed and That's I've been true. stressing
0: this for a while. I mean, yes, I would. I would definitely agree you, with
1: that. You want to play gameplay? Go play a mobile. You want to play, you know, gameplay? Go play an ARPG. Okay, MRPGs are not going to win out on gameplay compared to other games. It's not going to happen because MRPGs have all this other shit going on too. Yo, know, you can't have this world. You can't have this crafting. This, this all this shit. And expect to be perfect. The benefits of MRP, MRPG is it's a living world. It has all this stuff. And you have to have... And every game kind of focuses on like a handful of things. But I feel like there's so many obvious things companies are fucking up. And I do... I insist that putting a vase or some item in the game, it never. It doesn't take anything away from the game. And it would just add like some more aspirational shit for people to do. Here's, they need to hire me as a consultant. Here's what I I'm think.
0: You. Uh, no, you're a bad consultant. I'm, I got a better consulting idea. Hmm. Imagine an item in Final Fantasy okay it costs a lot of money or it's a rare drop right It's like a boss drop mm-hmm. it's like a little uh a console like a, like a moogle or whatever like a toy when you when you activate it you get to play final fantasy one right there on this in game that'd be pretty cool it, it's it, it like launches final fantasy one like a little an, like a window inside your screen yeah why don't they have that that'd, that'd be cool and they can collect yeah, one two cool. three four you know that'd be awesome yeah It'd be something to collect in the game. It, you can make it very
1: difficult to get as well. Like people want to collect things, you know. Like Animal Crossing. You know, when you played Animal Crossing on on, on the on, uh, GameCube or the newer versions, I only played the GameCube version myself. But like you, we collected cool, rare shit, and you put it in your house, right, to show off to other people. And like it was basically a single-player game, so you would like take a picture or something to show it to your friends. Like, oh shit, I got this item in my house. It looks badass, right? People want to do that. People want that in FF14. Give them a chance to collect these really rare and, and because final fantasy one two three were these old school games they cost money on steam right now and they want to monetize it, like make it really rare in game some form some way to grind it it'll keep people in the game it'll give people something to work towards again you can do that without raid content as well because i do agree with you that this kind of content we're seeing in the background right now this is not for everyone and this is not what they should focus on entirely as well and i've been saying for the longest time i enjoy this content but i don't think this should be the, the main focus because I'm not playing an MRPG strictly for the combat. I'm playing it for everything else. Some progression all around. Well and Chaos makes a good point. That's why Warframe is doing so well. basically it's an amazing game for collectors, you know. That's why there's so much grind because you collect all the different warframes, all different mods. And, and that's people love collecting shit. That's like an MRPG should should focus on that. They should people want to collect shit. And I think one of the reasons actually that Final Fantasy 14 is so successful is because of its job system. You can have every character class maxed out on one character, right? One character. People like collecting. My buddy Canaris, he's 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 like level sixty or seventy on almost every single caster in the game. Why? Because he wants to collect. every the other character. He wants to be the you know have have all these options. It's a form of collection. If you have alt, it's not the same thing. Making an alt with every character is not the same. Having one character with all the class, you they're so smart too. They're so smart because they give you a title. If you if you max out all the caster classes, you become the a god of magic, right? It's a title you <laughs> get, right? It doesn't mean shit, but but it makes you want to do it, and obviously canaris knows and it doesn't like give him anything for it right but like it's fun collecting things in MMORPGs are fun i we played animal crossing we collect all the shit collecting stuff in online games is, is, is one of the reasons to play online games it's such a basic concept like give us more shit to collect and different scales of difficulty and make make it so i can't have everything that's that's the key part don't give your players everything they want and I feel like That's too many true. games That's true. allow everyone to get everything. Like, at no point should I feel like, oh shit, why should I log into Final Fantasy? I, I have everything I want. And I felt that way. Like once you clear all the raids, you're gonna feel that way until this recent patch came out. Like a lot of people already have the house they want. They have the, you know, they have their classes that they want to play maxed out, and they've completed
0: all the content. Why even log in? Look, okay. you log in to do okay. your resets, and you're done. Okay, one. I got a, I got two. Uh, hmm. two. I want to call them complaints, but two points about what you just said. One. Correct. How long? The problem with the theme park ramp up like this is that you can never actually keep up with the players. Like you said, yes, this guy, you can. That's bullshit. This they guy, make it too easy. Mm-hmm. That's why you, this guy has been keep going for thirteen hours, right? Yeah. I, do you think by next week's podcast this time next week, he's gonna, it's it's gonna be cleared? I, I think so. I think so too. Probably. Okay. So there you go. Now what do you now he's gotta wait another three years or two years or whatever, right? Probably. But okay, yeah, that's I mean, why you, th- you can't do this. Like- <laughs> Here's why
1: I'm. I'm not saying this is the ultimate okay. form of content that he's added, right? I, I, they they could have made this much more difficult as well. I mean, have something in the game that's so difficult, add, add three more bosses. There you go, problem solved. Then, then it'll take another like a few months to do. It's it's doable. Uh, you know, at that point, it just feels like cheesy to make it like too no, no, like no. But, but why is he? But having it in the game and you can say it feels cheesy. Just don't do it then. Like it, it's not like you're losing anything because then, like they, either would you rather have that content or not have that content? Of course you rather and, and believe me. We, he would want that content more. Look, believe it. When this guy clears this right, when when uh when Mr. Redbeard over here clears Gingerbeard here clears this content right, he's gonna jump out of his chair, scream, and be happy, right?
0: But guess what? After that, what's he gonna do next? He's done. Okay, but he's going to say that. Imagine, that, imagine, okay, hold on. I'll, I'll imagine, imagine, you're Square Unix, right? I'm Square Unix. Okay. I just go in. I open the file editor. I just double all the stats for these for these current bosses. I could it do that. It has to be possible. It has to be possible. Well, no, I'm not double, but whatever. To a point where. You need the best gear. Everything one-shots, no matter what. If you if anything hits you, you're dead. No, what you're trying to say is you have to have perfect mechanics to beat it. You I, to mitigate everything and do everything perfectly. And yeah. you have to have all the yeah. best buffs, all the best gear, best soft for everything. Otherwise, you, you can't kill on time because of meter. Drink All the rare potions you got to drink for the buffs. I know in, in wild Raids, they, they had that. I'm not sure how it works in this. But yeah, like, that, 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 like, all the rare buffs. I, I would say <clears tell throat> that that would be a good addition to the game.
1: Have one. Fight. I'm not saying you should have every fight like that. I'm saying have one fight like that. Have one fight that nobody in the game has cleared. They can all work. Toward. I think. I and think. And the thing is, that gets progressively easier as new content gets added. When they add new raid gear, that content naturally becomes easier. It, it may be impos- near impossible at first, but as long as it's not impossible, it becomes
0: easier as better gear comes out. I think it's impossible for developers with this model to keep <laughs> up. That's why the best games like League, Dota, and uh, uh, oh, no, um, Sandbox, MRPGs, the the content is between players, right? That way it's infinite because people just people there's, people can create I'm, rivalries and stuff. Like, like even
1: online. If Square Enix hires me as a consultant for one day, I can I can add 10 things to the game that players would ne- would not be able to do for years. Ready? But just add those They're not going to do it then. They're not going to like Ready, it. Wait, wait. Add some vases. Add some house decorations that cost like, crazy amounts of money. Ready? Add a jump quest to the game that requires precision jumping that takes an hour to do precision jumping.
0: Or what if they Why not? fix the PvP. Make it an unused open world as PvP contested territories, and people can make their yeah, own factions. A
1: whole, that's a whole reshape of the game.
0: That's not gonna happen. Well, Final Fantasy XIV is not a PvP game. Well, I'm just saying, like this, uh, I'd rather they do that stuff than just make a golden vase and say, "Ha, look here's new content." Like it's. But it's, no, but do all the shit they're doing. That doesn't take away from what they're doing already. This is like this is like a this is like a project that you do in a week, and it, well, I mean, can add my you can input my uh, ten ideas in a week, and then they go back to doing. wait, hold boom, on, done. Clearly, you're reusing these three bosses. And making them harder was a, was a big ordeal for them. It was a big content drop, right? Yes. Okay, so well, I mean, it's clearly clear not as easy as you make it out to be. I mean, like. Uh, for, for, forget the boss mechanics.
1: I agree. That part requires at least some time to figure out. But adding a vase that costs a shit ton of money, some, some new cosmetics. I, to the... I
0: don't think that's going to add much to the game as much as you think.
1: Like, but why isn't it there? It's so It just feels like so it, obvious. It is there. That's something that they need to a have.
0: 500 million gil house on Gilgamesh.
1: It's 50 mil on every house. You, you no, know, you can't even go to Gilgamesh anymore. How much?
0: Hold up! You didn't answer my question, by the way. How much is the house? The largest house in on Gil- Gilgamesh. Well, here's the thing. That
1: problem that that's being fixed
0: too. That uh, he, I like the, how he's, he's not the answering the question, guys. Today, the market <laughs> price of, of the biggest house
1: depends. It depends on what location it is, by the way. If the best, you get, the best, the, nice best location, the, the nicest location. But it becomes a real estate thing. Like you have to get in Manhattan or here. Like it, it's literally in the same zone, but like if, if it's two houses over, it costs even more. Uh, Omar, the best spot costs $300 million, Okay. 300 million. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Okay.
1: For okay. most people, that is your golden vase right there, okay? But you but the problem is that golden vase is already fixed, you know why? Next patch, uh, four point two, they're adding they they're adding more housing districts. So they're adding more instances of the housing. So housing
0: price will, will plummet to the bottom of probably if it goes to the bottom it be fifty million. And that's not the aspirational content then. All right, well it becomes too easy. I think I think we should move on. Uh we can talk about this more uh in the post game or between ourselves after the podcast. <laughs> But uh, so enough enough on fantasy. I want to talk about a game that you guys are gonna see in 2018. All right. It's a game you saw all before, right. but now it's coming back, boys. Bless online. It's happening. Bless boys, God bless. I actually had Shit's lost I had lost the faith. I had lost the faith.
1: But now that you see it on Steam, the faith is back. You yes. see the Steam store page, you know what's actually happening.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like they're going to self-publish, right, on uh, mm-hmm. Through Steam, rather than working through ARIA, which I think is a good idea. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. ARIA is just a mess. I don't know why they would uh, go through that. But I am very happy to see that it is actually going to be a thing. The page is up. Coming soon, 2018. We don't know when. It could be early. It could be late 2018. No clue yet. Do you, know uh, you know
1: what <laughs> saved uh, NeoWiz? What saved them? Black Squad. That game is unusually Bless. popular. It's an FPS game, and once that game took off on Steam, they got they got some more moolah to throw on Bless. You know that's their, their
0: project they've been working on forever. I don't know. So if maybe guys, that's why we're hearing about it. Do you guys know how much Bless cost in to to get to the current point that it's at? Lots. I put it on
1: our list of uh, most expensive MOs ever <laughs> developed.
0: <coughs> it is. It was a huge undertaking. Uh, let me find the exact number for you boys right here. It was like over 60 million, if i remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, mean, I'm I'm very close to finding it here. Okay, Blessed cost 61 million. And and again, the number has probably gone up since then because they did this, but that number I gave you is before the current like combat revamp and like the whole fixing the game. Uh, how much was it? What's the number at 61 million? That's crazy. All of Neo games is worth
1: 216 million dollars, and they spent like Sixty-seven million on that one game mm-hmm. as a percent of the value of the whole company—that's insane. Dude, time to invest in Newell's games, huh? Huh?
0: Time to do a financial look for this bad boy. You know what? I didn't get about this. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I actually like. Like, it's so funny. Am I? Am I this out of touch with like reality or the gaming scene now? Like, of all, of all, of, of all the games we played right this year, or I guess mm-hmm. last year, I thought Blast was one of the even, even with its buggy state, right? Which yeah. I complained about. I thought it was one of the better games, right? That I played. I agree, and yeah, it was definitely one of the better games. And yet, it got canceled in the West. The Russian server shut down. Uh, it's it's doing terribly in Korea. There's one server left, and I don't know. How, there's an open beta going on in Japan. I'm not sure how that's doing, but the game is not doing well. And and I thought it was actually pretty good compared to a lot of the trash I played. That that apparently and is still around. There's a lot of trash still floating around. But this game, the one I like, got shut down. Look at that.
1: No, I'll tell you why. It was it wasn't the game. It got shut down because it was unoptimized hot shit. It was a hot steaming pub, unoptimized nonsense. Look, we have a GTX 1080, top tier i7 CPUs, and we couldn't play this game without frame rate drops after a couple hours. Like we play for an hour, and then your frame rate is, is shit. It's shit from the beginning, and it gets even shittier later on. There was something about the engine, the way they coded the game. It was an unoptimized hot mess. There was all these weird tweaks to the game. You can like, change your .ini file, which no one's going to do besides us, right? We did all that shit, and it was still a hot mess, and it only helped a little bit. And that was my biggest concern with the game i mean it's it's an ambitious title it's a these giant open world zones you can see everything in the distance flying felt badass in this game it was there's potential here mm-hmm. but you can't you cannot release a game that's unoptimized it just doesn't work people don't people don't want to put up with that shit it's the most frustrating thing in the world to play a game and it's just laggy and buggy and it just stutters like people are gonna ult that for so quick it was in no state to release, but they released it. It was an open... That is, not, that is the alpha material. You catch the shit and fix it. Either you fix it or you don't release it. You gain nothing by releasing a game. Like, honestly, even if it comes out now, it really did hurt their brand and their game because of the previous unoptimized,
0: laggy, shitty experience we had before. I thought the game was fun, too. And those dungeons were challenging and yeah, interesting. Yeah, I was going to mention the dungeons. We I remember yeah. doing those dungeons. It took us a while to do them. It was fun. And these were early game dungeons. You know, so many games today... Probably Final Fantasy included. The early dungeons oh, are just you know nothing. They're just you know nothing burgers. You are just... absolute brain dead nothing yeah, burgers.
1: Yeah. I hate that too because, man, I could complain to my friends all the time with Final Fantasy XIV. Like this is you don't really play Final Fantasy XIV until end game, and I hate saying that because every game feels that way. It's just the the story content, the dungeons are brain dead easy, and it's not just you know you can't make the argument that it's easy because we're good at games. No, it's brain dead easy if you're not good at, if you if you don't know anything about video games, you play that content, you're not gonna you'll be fine. It's not made to be difficult. But you play Bless and they, the dungeons like you don't have to do the dungeons. You can just grind until you're like higher level, right? And then do them easily. But if you do the dungeons at the appropriate level, it's like, "Holy shit, you have to work towards it." It felt like I did it I felt good clearing a dungeon in Bless like, "Holy shit, we did it, boys. We did it." After like like 10 wipes, it felt it felt great the way the pacing worked in that game. Like some very small details about Bless made me feel like really excited to play that game. And you, normally when you play in an more RPG, you don't get excited until like late game and you you start accomplishing things late game no in bless you got you got excited that you you got shit done in bless like early on and that's a feeling that you don't feel in other games so i really hope that they fixed optimizations because just re-releasing it on steam without fixing the the, the core problems are not gonna you know it's, it's still gonna be pretty bad you will fix it
0: here's the big problem with bless and it's so sad that they put so much money into it and and the fact i like the game it's made on unreal 3 okay yeah that's terrible. Unreal Four has been out for years now. What is their excuse? Like, why can't they just port it over? And you know what's an even big, bigger crime. There's actually a mm. new game announced. I remember you. I read. Uh, I watched your Project W, baby. Yeah, I watched your uh, news video and it mentioned this. And it's so funny to me that a game coming out in 2017 is going to be using Unreal Three. And the thing about that game too is it's not like they
1: showed off trailers already. We we know nothing about W. This is like a game they announced last year, right? They announced a game last year at development. They're going to reveal it at um, at uh, G Star 2017, which is this November, mid November or so. And then, what the fuck? Why, why would you develop it on on, on Unreal Engine Three? Unreal Engine Four has been out for a long time already. Like, one, one of the reasons I imagine Bless is so unoptimized is because it's built on an older engine now. Like, there's better technology. And these aren't like indie studios. Like, Bluehole that's making Project W is probably over a billion dollar company now because of the success of PUBG. They have Terra and PUBG. So it's insane that they're 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 doing this on uh, uh, on Unreal Engine three. Hopefully, like ultimately, from the from the consumer facing perspective, if it runs fine, ultimately whatever engine it doesn't really matter, right? It does. it it does, it does, it does matter. It does you think matter. so? Yes.
0: Unless they like got it from like head to toe, uh, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna. It's gonna f- here's the thing, this game is gonna feel like a clunky Korean garbage game, okay? Because you think so? Look, here's the thing. There's a lot of games I liked in the past, right? I got them online, every quest. But those games had a lot of flaws. Like today, you wouldn't play those. You wouldn't make them the way you make them back then, because no. just back then, movement was not fluid because we just didn't have the technology, I guess, right? But you know, there's no way this game is gonna feel like a 2017 game in terms of the fluidity, the UI. You know, just just even I bet like even like moving icons around, like dropping things in the inventory, is gonna feel like that that stutter because because you can't get past that if you use this old client or uh, engine. Real talk, real talk. You can tell when you first launch
1: an MRPG or any online game really, when you first hit that W key to move, right? Like if movement feels good, it's such a good sign for a game. Like and WoW, it feels buttery, buttery smooth. Or a game like Overwatch, like before you even start playing with the mechanics and balance and other pro- things of the game, just movement and shooting feels nice. So if they, you, got I can usually tell in the first five minutes of a game if like this game is gonna be good or not. With Bless, you can tell in the first five minutes this shit was unoptimized as hell, all right? That was my problem with Bless. The core game is good, but they, they got to fix the the bullshit optimizations. And again, uh, somebody mentioned that Lost Ark is on Unreal 3 and it felt immaculate in uh mean seasons word. So it's not solely the engine. I'm sure there's a lot of other uh, I
0: think that's because it's a totally different game. Lost Ark is more like this 2D, 2.5D like like isometric uh, game where yeah, you're kind of you're kind of like glued to the ground, you know what I'm saying? It's like up uh, this like this isometric I think that's easier to do. I, ju- I just don't think this is going to I I could be... I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I- and then I'll be the first to admit it here. Uh mm-hmm if if it feels fine, you know, project W. But I am not hopeful. But
1: Bless again is scheduled for 2018. They didn't say when in 2018, but I think we'll hear more about it in probably next few conventions. Hopefully it's the first half of 2018 because if they say 2018 it could mean like the end of 2018 and that feels like almost like forever away. But just seeing the game on the Steam store page definitely inspires confidence that it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So that's 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 good news for Bless, you know. Unfortunately, the, the next one we got to hear about is Mabel's Story 2. I am still itching MapleStory
0: Story 2 in the in the West. Do you think there's still hope for that one? Uh with actually, I think with the, how bad hyper universe is doing, probably not. Oh my god, hyper don't get
1: me started on hyper universe. I ranted so hard about the bullshit decisions they made uh in early access about the about the bots AI matches. But right now, I mean they did a free weekend, right? That ended on Monday. Mm-hmm. But before that free weekend, can, you know do you remember how do you know how many people were online, hyper universe? I'm I actually have the Steam page open right now. Apparently there's nobody online. Big fat goose egg. Zero. Zilch. If you go to, like, one one month and you look at it before the free weekend, or seven days even, it it had, like, in the mornings, seven players online. And it peaked at, like, what? 20 or so. That is atrocious. And the reason for that is because the game costs money. Why are you making this early access MOBA cost money? First of all, it's a fucking MOBA! Look, I get that you want to make money off it, but, like, if you have an MMORPG or something, or maybe even a shooter, you can charge money for it, right? But, like, a MOBA... Of all things that should cost money, a MOBA. You have League and Dota and HOTS and Smite. Mainly League and Dota, which are dominating the scene.
0: And they're free to play. You can't charge money for a MOBA, number one. And, Dude, the AI matches were bullshit. And, hold up. The, the, the excuse that it's an alpha or whatever is no excuse. I played Dota in beta, right? Because it was free. Mm-hmm. You know, like... Yeah. In fact, games should be free in beta and cost money. at really we, we live in this upside-down world now where... <laughs> Oh, it's an alpha. That's that's why it costs money. Like that that that's the complete opposite. That is upside down. I agree. That's bullshit. You know, if you're testing the game, they should be paying you, or it should be free at, at the least. So it's just bullshit. Don't don't buy. This I agree. Game. It's absolute bullshit. And they really shot them. They, I
1: don't. Know, they they really, uh, they just shouldn't release the game until it was ready and just launch it. Boom, good to go and it, make it free to play from the get go.
0: Is Cliffy B consulting for Hyper Universe? <laughs> that's a good. That's a good line. <laughs> he,
1: he he's shit on his own game now. He's gonna shit on Hyper Universe. But yeah, it, it costs money. No one's playing it. The core game isn't bad, but like you had to go through like hours of bot matches to play real g- Another unbelievably dumb decision that someone should get fired over at Nexon. I, I actually went out of my way to bitch on the Hyper Universe. Everything, they, on the, I, I left a negative Steam review for Hyper Universe for that because of the bullshit AI matches. And I commented on one of their news posts on Steam bitching them out. Okay, I never do that. They got me so frustrated with their game because I, I, I want them to succeed. Like, they, they got me so frustrated I actually left these negative reviews. Uh, for hyper universe over that and it was worth it fuck that decision
0: amen oh, man, man. red universe for Be- now though Be- go back to community real quick <clears throat> does anyone out there use the steam community features like i obviously i use steam to play games um i i don't really post reviews sometimes i'll browse through other people's reviews but i don't use like the for- they, i know they have forms for every game they have uh news posts on there you can do the comments and stuff I don't. Do I a, never use. I don't. Shit. I don't do any of that stuff. Oh, there's even like groups. Like you can have groups uh, in Steam. I never. I never, really never. use. Never. Yeah. So. Never. Yeah. Steam tried a lot to like have this like social
1: community built, like a Facebook kind of community built in with their friends list, with their groups, with the comments. But it's very web 1.0, or like I, I don't know. I, I'm never going to use Steam for their social features. I'm going to use Discord for that because it's just better. Mm-hmm. Hyper yeah. Universe is donezo though for now. I mean, it, <clears throat> they did a weekend where if you got it, it was free for the weekend. Anyone, Seven or eight got to keep a permanent access to early access for free, but again, it's stupid. Just make it free to play in early access because the people that want to play the game that bought the game, right? They just feel like they feel like idiots because they can't even play the game because nobody else is online. So make it free for everyone else and get people online, get people playing, and maybe there's there's hope for it. But I don't know. I think it's donezo. Uh,
0: well, right. speaking of a game that is not Dunzo, um, did you write this somewhere? PUBG recently passed <coughs> League of Legends in the uh, South Korean PC Land cafe scene. Well, what do you what do you think of that? I think PUBG
1: is pretty unbelievable how popular that game is, and it's uh, I w- I'm not surprised, but I don't think it's gonna necessarily dethrone League. I've, I've said it though that this is the one of the few games that has potential to dethrone League as the biggest PC game in the world. This is one. This is like the only PC game that has potential for that. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll see if they can well, maintain that. Since since that article went up, uh, League has taken the lead again. So remember, Overwatch um, had this as well. Remember, yeah, Overwatch took League several times and even held that mm-hmm. for a week, a couple of weeks. But then in the end of the day, people go back to League, and I think it's still going to be the case between League and PUBG. But PUBG is still going to be unbelievably big, but I don't think it's going to be the League killer. And speaking speaking about um of PUBG actually, because we talk about how big that game is with about two point two million concurrent users peak. There's a game that's a shooter that's quite a bit bigger than PUBG. It's good. All Crossfire. Oh, it's an unbelievably successful game, and we don't really talk about this game a lot because it's really big in China. But I put up a news article just this last week called uh, "Crossfire Esports Tournament Announced." Crossfire is more popular than you think, and I compare it to PUBG because, according to the developer Smilegate, they put in their press release that the Crossfire gets over eight million concurrent players, and six, and that, that, that but that's four times bigger than than PUBG, four times.
0: Is that insane that that, that Crossfire is four times the player base? And I I remember you actually said another line in your news video. You said that Mm -hmm. uh, Crossfire alone has more concurrent players than everything on Steam combined. All yeah. Count
1: everyone playing any game on Steam. Literally any game on Steam if they're on a game. Crossfire has more people online. That is crazy. And it's because of China. And what's more bizarre, absolutely bizarre, that Crossfire has over 650 million registered users worldwide that means about eight percent of the world is registered to crossfire <laughs> holy fuck <laughs> uh, guys of this chat ten percent of users eight percent of you are statistically I've registered been, to crossfire i, I know a, i am yeah. because I, I did a video for it i played it a few times and there's an esports tournament going on for this game this this background video is for the 2016 one and it's a worldwide event you have like western teams korean teams chinese teams And there's casters and everything, but this is a this is an area of esports I know nothing about. Like this is a real production. Like there's there's you know there's something happening here. There's these pro teams playing. This is commentary, but it's an it's an area of the game I'm not I don't follow at all. People say Crossfire is a terrible game. Yeah, I'm I'm not a fan. It just feels like a janky. You want to play like a good shooter? You play Counter Strike. You want to play a janky Counter Strike? You play Crossfire. But for some reason, janky Counter Strike
0: is mega popular in like in China. You know what I wonder? In the tournaments, can you use the cash shop items? That would be amazing.
1: <laughs> Obviously, come on, they gotta make some money probably, somehow. <laughs> probably, actually,
0: I, I'm sure they have or the it. best bullets, the best guns uh, for the tournament. I forgot. Can you? You said you can pay for premium bullets in this game. Is that is that real? I mean, you can, it, it's true in uh, World of Tanks, so it's definitely true in this game. I, I would be surprised. You're pretty hilarious
1: paying for premium bullets, which also kind of brings me to another fun discussion maybe we can have because. Uh, somebody <clears throat> mentioned in our, our Discord chat earlier today about mobile games and like the pay to win element of mobile games and like we're to blame for allow for for supporting this and defending this mobile games. Like, are are, are we to blame for the rise? Are, are we to blame for the rise of pay to win? Like, is the average gamer responsible?
0: No, I don't think so. I think, hmm. <clears throat> I think what happened is our expectations got you know, grew faster than the the price of games so people say Mm -hmm. like you know back in the good old days we didn't have you know dlc microtransactions Mm -hmm. and all this you know but the problem is back then games were so short like i remember paying 50 bucks for a super nintendo game and beating it that same day i'd go home play it you know eight hours i'm just done i'm done with the game that's it it's a single player game you know there's nothing else i guess i could play it again and, and collect everything but basically the the hours of content in the game was way lower back then uh, so today, games have so much. There's, there's people still playing like Skyrim and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. There's still people playing Grand Theft Auto Five. So yeah, th- you know, with all the hundred thousands of hours of content, they they you know they want more money from you. So it's fine. Actually, what's remarkable too, but I, I feel like a lot of people miss a big part of this story
1: when they talk about like what you got back then versus what you get today. Like when the first video game we played was Super Mario World, and that game came out in 1990. All right, for the SNES. Do, and it costs sixty bucks, right? Fifty. Do you know how much it costs about fifty-sixty bucks? That yeah. that money in today's dollars, inflation adjusted, is a hundred and sixteen dollars. Yeah. And and the price of games has not increased much. A game is like sixty bucks still, like a full price game is sixty bucks. And adjust for inflation that's way more. So if you buy a sixty dollar game and you have to spend like an extra sixty bucks on DLC between season pass, DLC, microtransactions. And and that's what it is. Like the average person doesn't spend that much money on, on microtransactions, right? A couple of whales spend shit tons of money, but your average player is gonna spend maybe an extra 50-60 bucks on a game. And like that kind of fills the gap between what a game cost back then and today. Because obviously the cost of making games is through the roof. The, the budgets for some of these big games are like fifty million dollars or more. So they gotta make the money somewhere. And and, and I actually like the, the model of free to play versus or even you know microtransactions because I'd rather pay less upfront. And pay if I like the game or not, because yeah. I remember buying SNS games all the time. Like we, we got SNS games when we were kids, and they f- we play for like an hour, like this game fucking sucks. And there goes like 60 bucks, right? Now you know you, b- you play a free to play game, and if you don't like it, don't spend any money. Boom, problem solved. And even with mobile games, people shit on mobile games a lot. And I do shit on them as well. Like some paid to win mobile games are god awful. But like if you a big mobile game right now is fake grand order. I, I don't play fake grand order, but almost all my friends in my in, in my free company in Final G 14 and people I know, like, almost everyone I know is playing fake grand order right now. And people are going crazy over it, but like you don't have to spend money on that game unless you want to, and you, and you can decide after like twenty hours, ten hours of playing the game, like if you want to spend money. That wasn't the case before, even though games are they feel kind of like weird and sketchy, and you get the abuse of the microtransactions. Ultimately, I think it's a net positive because you have the choice if you want to spend money or not. Like you don't, we didn't have that before. You had to buy the game to play, and if it sucked, too bad. There goes your sixty bucks. I, I actually like the current model better, and I you know, some games abuse it obviously way more than others, and that's that, that's a no must obviously. But I ultimately like the, the current model better. Or would you like it to be $120 for a game? Like, imagine you could buy, you know, the latest Mass Effect game for $120 up front, and there's no DLC, no, you know, not, everything's there for, that's included. Most people are like, no way. They don't want to do that shit. They'd rather buy for six and then bitch about $20 of DLC. You know, what,
0: you know what's interesting, too? <clears throat> Back down, like Super Nintendo, the Golden Era, whatever it is, you know, it's N64, whenever you grew up, right? There were so mm-hmm. few games back then compared to today. So people are saying all the games are shit today. There's so many shit mobile games. Yes, 90% of games are shit, right? But the 10% that are good today still outnumber the total number of games that existed back then. Yeah. So like, you don't have to dwell on the shit if you don't like it. Like, and Also, I, I argue this in chat. Maybe this is not PC, but I, I don't mind if someone spends $1,000 on a microtransactions if you know there's this old saying a fool and his money are soon parted so like i don't you know if somebody wants to waste his money it, it's, it's no it doesn't i don't know why people, i don't know why people get upset when a game you know has microtransactions and people spend thousands if they're not you know getting cons to spend money and someone else is who cares like what's not your problem like why, why are you upset from a game <clears throat> demands money like a of dollars just don't play that game why do you have to get upset over it i don't get that Okay, again, I, and I also don't think you can say a fool in the money in the
1: student part. If you spend like a couple uh, thousand yes, dollars on a game, I, can't say I don't that. think you, you tell me if you spend like $1,500 on a game, you're a fool. Yes. Is that your argument? Yes. I, I don't think yeah, that that's fair. Okay. If you play a game for six hours a day, every day for three years, okay, and you get max, you know, you play this game a lot, and you, you tell me if a guy spent uh $1,200, $1,500, on that that's a bad deal, dude, you've
0: you a kid. No, to, I, I, said, I said he's a fool. I didn't say he's a bad deal. Why is he a fool?
1: An average American spends a hundred dollars on, on his on his cable TV. That's a mistake too. And he that. He might watch that less than he plays this game. Oh, I agree. That's that's hundred dollars a month for Hold three on. years. that's 3600 dollars. The guy spends fifteen hundred dollars. Oh, 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 you
0: calling him a you, fool. You're comparing. you comparing two idiots. I agree. It, it, no, it's no, they're not idiots. If, in 2017, Look. if you have a cable subscription in your house, and you, and let's say you're the oldest guy in your house, like thirty, my, if you're my age or under, thirty or under, and you, there's no old guys living in your house, and he, if, if you have cable TV, you're an idiot. I'm 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 going to claim Whatever. that right now. Wait, but like, if you look at like, like if you have
1: Netflix and Hulu, let's say, so like between both, of them, let's say thirty bucks a month. Or you, let's say you, you're both of those instead. Okay, mm-hmm. that priced over three years, thirty dollars a month is going to be uh, three hundred sixty dollars over three is about a thousand bucks. Like, why is that different? If the guy, if somebody gets enjoyment out of playing Fate Grand Order or uh, Maple Story or something, whatever. Like, I don't think it's necessarily fair to call someone a fool for spending.
0: Uh, Wait, are you are you I, saying are you I saying I fools? Are you saying fools can't enjoy things? I'm not saying that yeah, I enjoy. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Um, I'm not inherently saying inherently
1: spending money on a hobby is not a foolish thing. If you spend money, if you spend a thousand dollars on, if you drop a thousand bucks on a mobile game so and you play for like a there, week, is yeah, your argument fool.
0: that nobody's foolish? I don't understand. What's your argument?
1: No, I'm arguing that there are fools. If you spend a thousand bucks on a mobile game and you just don't play after a week, like yeah, that's pretty foolish. But if you spend if you play for three years nonstop, like you got your, you know, why is that foolish? Why is that form of entertainment spending any less, any any worse than any other form of entertainment spending? Whether it's movies, whether it's pay for Hulu, like
0: what's your what's the problem with that? What's my okay? Here's why. There are games. Point one, they can probably play that game for free, right? Or or they can play by spending ten dollars. Yeah, you, you could stick
1: it to the movies for free too. But you want you, you want to go there. You want the popcorn. You want the experience. Oh, so you, oh, hold <laughs> on.
0: There's a difference between paying once in a while over three years, okay, versus yeah. spending. Th- here's the thing. In, in um in uh, Clash Royale, for example, right? You could just spend two hundred grand, right? Or you could just buy those bonuses that you get when you level up, right? And and you basically eighty percent there. Like the, even in my, even in these microtransaction games, I feel like if you spend a, like a, like a, maybe let's say twenty dollars a month, right, you get eighty percent of the way there. Like the extra ten thousand dollars you spend doesn't really get you much. That's what I'm saying is foolish.
1: But it's usually a, a lot of these games, mobile games, especially like Fake Grand Order. Like you're paying. It's, it's basically PVE games anyway. There's no PvP, and it speeds up the process of grinding of, of getting to higher tier content and getting the better heroes in the game. And I don't see, look, I, I, it's, not, it's not that I do this stuff, but like I see other people doing it. And I'm hesitant to call people foolish unless I see them spending like crap tons of money in a short period of time. But if, if over a long, if you play a game a lot, look, I know people that spend thousands on their League account. Thousands. Yeah, like, I, I, at first, I thought they were fools too, but I'm thinking like, <laughs> okay. listen, I know this guy plays League for like six hours a day. I know this for a fact, right? And he's been playing six hours a day for like three years is it so foolish then if you if you got that much yes. entertainment that much value out of it yes
0: why because the value you're assuming you're paying for the value but you're getting the value anyway it's not like it's not like you paid it's like this uh, are if, you I, are you a fool for going to burger king no. or if, 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 if you're you a fool for buying a hamburger like it'd be like this. five guys hold just up. go to the supermarket and buy yourself hold and hold make hold it hold up. imagine five guys had a deal today when you know uh tuesday october uh, tuesdays in october you get a free burger Imagine you walk in, you buy, you eat the burger, and you say, "You know what? That was a really a burger." You get a five dollar bill and you leave it on the table—not as a tip, but like to the to the boss or whatever. Okay. Okay. Like it's foolish. Like that was if that was a promotion. You why, why you, you you enjoyed it? You, now the five dollars you gave them had nothing to do with that burger. It just you just felt like giving it to them. But th- but that's different. Now you're saying if they
1: donate it, so if I if, if, Not- if I if I mail a check to uh to to fake an Order, like here, you make an awesome game. Here's a here's a thousand dollars. Bonus for you guys—that's different. I'm buying a service from them. I'm buying the
0: speed up or whatever you shit is in the game. You can play the game and spend a moderate amount of money without without spending thousands. I guess I'm trying to say, but moderate over a long period of time adds up to thousands. I I, I would wait, wait, look if you get to ten thousand, yeah, I can be a foolish. Okay. My problem, so is, so, no, so I guess wait, our we, where we okay. So the only thing we're arguing is where we draw the line between foolish. Yes, okay, yes,
1: there there is a, there is a dollar amount you could spend that would be foolish. Okay, but I look. Right, so I would, many people <laughs> can't mention his friend plays uh, World of Tanks. For a few, almost daily, for a few years now, and he spent 500 bucks on that game. Look, 500 bucks is a good yeah, chunk of change. First of all, 500
0: but, bucks over years is fine. Again, I'm, talk, well, I'm talking thousands. Three years, 1500. I said three years, 1500. My example that wasn't fine for 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 league, right? Yeah. No league because league doesn't. You don't even get gameplay shit when you spend money. You're just you just waste money. But you don't
1: have to. Why? Look, it's a cosmetic. Why do you
0: people buy Louis Vuitton bags? People
1: people buy uh, skins in league. That that's the only okay. example. That's the only difference.
0: Okay. Here's a, a somebody somebody mentioned it earlier. I do want. To, what if somebody donates money to you? How do you feel, right? If somebody right now dropped a thousand bucks donation, it's never happened, by the way. Uh but imagine someone imagine boom, thousand dollar donation. I would feel kind of uncomfortable. Wouldn't you? Uh it depends. I, I, I take it. The... I, I take it, but I'd like oh, uh, I thanks, you man. Too, but... but I I I'd want to make sure is this guy okay. Like, you know, if he's got the money, if he's like some Saudi prince or yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. If he's got the money, okay. it's fine. Yeah. I agree. Okay, yes. But like look I would feel That's some all kind all of responsibility that, that this guy it. is not some kid who can't afford it. You know, I would feel some kind of responsibility.
1: You can't say someone's foolish if you don't know their financial situation either. Yeah. Spending a 1000 bucks over yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a year, yeah, it, it depends on the context yes, as well. Yes,
0: that's I, definitely true.
1: I'm talking I mean, with the average I would guy. I normally immediately write people off as foolish, but I no longer do so until I learn more about it. But yes, there are many foolish people out there spending way too much money on microtransaction games. That's not that's not even up for debate. That's 100% true. People, people
0: spend crazy amounts of money that they don't have on this shit. Mm-hmm i mean hold up do you really think the average guy who spends like a thousand bucks on a mobile game in one month like, that he gets it is like a rich person no i think these games are a made much in a month is too much i agree okay. it's too but, much but these That's games foolish. are made no. to kind of people lose interest over time right on most games so they're made to catch your attention and be addictive in a short t- amount of time that they have you right and they want to squeeze you and my yes. point was if you if you if you give you if they manage to squeeze you you're foolish like don't fall for their scam if you play for years and then you figure out what's a good value. Look, when's those the, most sale. Of the movies, you buy popcorn. You're foolish. You want the popcorn. Okay, imagine you. Why imagine, they got, imagine, got you hold, there? Hold, hold, imagine every time you're hungry, you go. You instead of like going to a supermarket in the same mall, you turn in. You you turn into the theater. You buy the popcorn and you leave. You're foolish. That's not the that, same. Of course, that. it's foolish. But you you've made the argument that
1: spending money on, on something like that is foolish based in the context. Look, the movie theaters got you for a short period of time, and they want you to spend as much money as yes, possible. In the they're squeezing you. Okay. Yeah, so is it foolish to spend money in a concession stand? I
0: don't think so. If if yeah, if you do it too often, it is. If you go to the you if you go to, if if you go to the you, movies every oh, day and you the yeah, oh. yes. If you go to movies yeah. every day, you should maybe should sneak you should start sneaking in your own snacks. That's what I think. But if you if you go once a month as like a date, okay, buy the popcorn. Just like a micro-transaction game. If you play Clash Royale a lot, like hours a day, and it, and a little promotion comes up, you know October is special, you know ten bucks, you get all this stuff. Okay, whatever. But if every single day you're opening the app and buying shit, you're foolish if it's everyday
1: thing and it adds up to thousands a month, that's different. Again, I said thousands over a year or two okay, or again, three. I,
0: I, I, I think we're on the same page. It's just where we draw the line. Um, and I think it's important nah. when you get... Like, for example, I think it's kind of foolish to spend that much money in League, but that's... I don't know if you want to go there. Wait, I I, have personally not spent... I've personally spent less than 20 bucks on League in the, in the
1: six plus years I've played it. I, I've gotten thousands of hours of enjoyment. I love the game a lot, but for me, the skins don't do it. Again, here's, here's a fun thought again. Imagine they released a skin for like w- one of the female characters in league that's carrying a Louis Vuitton bag in the game mm-hmm. and it costs a hundred bucks. Do you think do you think people would buy it? Like like a Jana skin with like Probably a Louis Vuitton bag. And you see the Louis Vuitton logo on it. Like it's very clear. It looks very like luxurious and nice. And that's like the only addition. Okay. Do you think people would spend did yes. they sell a good amount of them? Probably, yes. That's that's be that that'd be a really cool form of Don't. monetization. Imagine WoW or Final Fantasy, where you can buy a Louis, a, a digital Louis Vuitton bag for your character. Whether you know, I think it would work in MMORPGs really
0: well. It could work in MOBAs as well. They if people spend hundred bucks on it? They didn't do quite that, but they did kind of touch gaming because I remember Louis Vuitton did a collaboration with Square Enix where they had yeah, Lightning. but that was
1: for their that was for their stores. They just put pictures. Uh, I know, Lightning. but it's it's was, it's, it's, it's not the same. It's, it's closing. The I bridge. want I want to be able to see Louis Vuitton bags in MMORPGs, and then look also from my perspective, the more money Square Enix makes from optional transactions, the more money legal, like the more money Riot Games makes for people buying skins is good for me. They make more money. They make more profit. They can hire more developers. They can make a better game. That's good. That's great. I don't spend a lot of money. It indirectly benefits me. So, God bless.
0: I have a. I have a. I wasn't. I was gonna say, guys, Chad. I'm kind of disappointed. I was kind of expecting a thousand dollar donation. Uh, so, nice try, Altai. You, you nice guys, try. you guys let me down.
1: <laughs> the problem is, you call them foolish for if they donate a thousand dollars. No, if you donate thousand dollars, you are you are a dashing, handsome individual, and you deserve an orgy today. right, from that ad, <laughs> the. the, the, the War Two, Ned. rather now right, we should we should be now we mentioned crossfire we got I gotta mentioned League of Legends news uh some fun stuff he's also eSports related once another big official another big real sports team is taking out League of Legends eSports seriously uh the Cleveland Cavaliers are joining the League of Legends and for 2018. that's a that's a uh, real talk do, do, do you know what sport they play without looking Cleveland Cavaliers Cavaliers I'll say football. No, they're NBA. Oh, nice try. I don't know. This don't is this is all out of touch with the average with the average Joe. All right, <laughs> I actually didn't know either. I had to Google it. But yeah, they're they're an NBA team. But they're joining the NA uh, LCS. And again, we talked about the the esports model. They're they with the franchise model now. Mm-hmm. But it cost thirteen million. They paid the thirteen million dollar franchise fee to be in the spot. Is you got to pay thirteen million dollars to be in the LCS now? That is it's crazy. You know, but do you think it's worth it?
0: How many how many slots are there? Do you know? No, I don't know. You know, honestly, I don't... This is probably a good investment, honestly. I, obviously, I don't have the money. But if, if we could just scrounge up, guys. Guys, don't... Come on. If, if 1,300 of you... 13,000 of you each donate $1,000 right now. Right now, we can make the League of Legends MMOs.com team, all right? So, let's go do it
1: good deal mm-hmm. we, we need thirteen thousand people to donate thousand dollars each that is that is uh that, that does not seem like is my, is,
0: my, is my math correct with that
1: no your, your math is correct okay, okay. okay so we need we need we need we need a thousand dollars yeah, because we don't have that those numbers we need ten thousand dollars each for everything right now and we're still <laughs> not quite there but i do think it's a good investment too because if a league carries on and be, continues to be successful which i think it will be right i uh, it might pay for itself i mean we've seen a lot of real teams do this uh few real sports teams are taking league of legends seriously there's a bunch of um this is just an alcs there's the there's already like in the current league of legends world there's a team called besiktas which is a fenerbahce rather fenerbahce both fenerbahce and besiktas have league of legends teams and these are real sports like football clubs in turkey like equivalent to like our superstars over here so real teams are taking league of legends esports seriously they're paying thirty million dollars for these spots so who knows maybe like maybe like, like 10 years if league
0: becomes huge like that could be worth like a hundred million dollars today or more. I uh, yeah. Here's the thing, uh, Omar. I know you've always argued that esports are going to be a thing. I'm still, even with this news, even with these basketball teams buying slots or whatever. I don't. I'm not. I'm not optimistic on esports because here's the thing. A sport needs to be the same for like decades. You can't have like, like you if, do. If, they if, change what? every patch. They change every patch. League of Legends will change every batch. No, no. it's not the same. Rules No, evolve. no, no, no. no, no. Uh, yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm what I'm trying to say is um if League is still around in 20 years, I would be surprised. Right? As a gamer. Because AOL is a Messenger is dead. Twenty years old. It's dead. AOL was mm-hmm. huge. Everyone knew they made a movie. Remember there was like, movies you got you got mail, that was that was something else. But I'm sure there were movies about AOL as well. Uh, I mean movies featured AOL probably, yeah. yeah. But my point is AOL was such a big part of, of the internet, of our lives. It's gotten gone. It. it's dead. It's not a and, and here's the thing 10 years before it died it was so irrelevant still you know like yeah so well yeah things change yeah so I'm, that's what i'm trying to say a sport ecosystem needs some kind of consistency you can't have the game change uh not not by patches but like you can't have different games replacing it like you can't you can't go to a basketball game and they're playing uh oogla boogla ball today like oh oops i guess i guess basketball <laughs> I have the basketball it's gone now it's not cool anymore like you can't have that you can't the game just can't be different every time you show up <laughs> Well, you know the games the same, the rules are different because this patches every, you know, every. That's fine. I I I I'm going to I'm going to give that a pass. But I'm saying you there's no way. You do have Counter-Strike. Counter-Strike good
1: example. That game's like been the same for 15 years like CS 1.6. They still tour for that. It's still yes. the same game. Yes, Counter-Strike
0: is a trooper. It's definitely been around for 15 years. It's still basically the same game. That's true. But is that going to be true the next 15 years? Like how many examples like Counter-Strike are there? Remember when when Counter-Strike was big? You know what else was big? Quake, Unreal Tournament. Half of them are dead. And those are dead. Like Halo. Like, that, that shit is dead in terms of competitive gaming. You know, like so. Mm-hmm. There's no way I think that we're gonna have the consistency we need uh, to to make esports like a thing. I uh, I don't know.
1: People. I think a lot of people are interested in esports too. But I, I wish we had statistics about the, what percent of leagues player base has ever watched like a professional game. Like I really wish we knew because it's it's, there's no data on it like we, we can see how many people watch games and concurrent views and stuff but like as a percent of the league player base how many people watch esports like league, league games? I, I watch them once in a while mm-hmm. myself I, I used to watch them a lot more but I wish we knew how many people watch like as a percent because you you were arguing it was like less than five percent or something right uh yeah sure Yes, I We well, well, we have no data on that, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. Oh, also, here's here's a thing. Here's another example. I want to give you analogy. <clears throat> imagine like a family going to a basketball game, right? You got you uh-huh. got like the eight year olds, you know, kid Bob and Tommy, 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 the kid, eight year old. He's going with his dad, you know, and right. and even the, the grandfather's there too, and they all go to the Yankee game. They all eat hot dogs, you know. They all cheer. Can you imagine that in esports? I can't. Three generations, like a grandparent, a parent, and a kid, the same game. No way, it's impossible. It's, 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 no, I agree, it's possible. Yeah. So I, that's big. That's why I don't think it's gonna be established in the same, uh, you know, vein as as like regular sports.
1: There was three hundred twenty thousand people watching the World Elite versus C Nine quarterfinal match on Twitch this past weekend. That's pretty impressive. Those numbers are still impressive. People do watch it. So, also, what do you mean by if it, it, it's already a thing? It it's, it hasn't reached the same scale as like NBA yet, but like we've already talked about the the numbers and well, the league world championship numbers and the LC- lcs numbers are already like on par with like off season nba like, uh, baseball stuff
0: anyway i'll give you an example of what i mean um when starcraft 2 came out there was a big institutional push to make that into an esport okay starcraft 2 the game wasn't as popular oh no but but here's the thing before even when it just came out like when it just the yeah. beta it was it was still going up in popularity and a lot mm-hmm. of money was poured in because people assumed it would keep going up right and I yeah. actually watched a podcast with uh, with TotalBiscuit, um, an H three H three interview podcast, whatever they want to call it. But they asked him about his uh, Total Biscuit owned a team for StarCraft two. He said he he sunk four million dollars into it. He, he's, no way, four million dollars in the hole. So holy crap, that's
1: a lot of money. Yeah, yeah.
0: So the thing is, it didn't pan out because it wasn't big enough. Um, the ecosystem wasn't big enough. Uh, but if
1: he put that money into League of Legends, he'd make a lot of yeah,
0: money yeah, today. Yeah, yes. In
1: hindsight, he be backed the wrong horse. But you,
0: <laughs> but but here's the problem: you don't know which horse is going to work.
1: Well, legal. This is a safe horse. It's not like an experimental horse. League is already at. A, but if, the biggest. Peak. What if it peaks? What I would it, say you should
0: back the Brawlhalla esports scene.
1: Which, you know,
0: if yeah. I if I buy a basketball team today, if I'm a billionaire, okay, like I'm Steve okay. Ballmer, okay. If I I know in 50 years, 40 years, whatever, 50, basketball is going to be a thing, right? There's gonna be people yeah. going to basketball games, you know. There's gonna be like the Nike promotions, but in League of Legends, there's no guarantee. In ten years from now, five years from now, LCS will be around. But, uh, you're
1: right, but that's why buying an LCS spot in League of Legends costs thirty million, and buying a team in the NBA costs a billion. That's that's different. Okay. You're a billion in ten years. You you're a billion. In 20 years, I'd say your billion might become 2 billion, 3 billion, 4 billion, right? Yeah. But your 13 million in League of Legends might become a
0: billion dollars in 10, 15 But here's years. the thing: here's the thing. You can't get those returns. This is a high-risk, high-reward opportunity. Yeah, yeah, but, but here's the, the thing. like a the, right money I put in, the money I put into NBA, I, I'm pretty sure some NBA teams are publicly traded. I'm not sure. I, I know some sports are, but it won't go to zero. That's my thing. But no, I agree. But with League of Legends, it could very well go to zero. In fact, it's it's pro- it will go to zero. It doesn't matter. It will
1: <laughs> probably go to zero. I agree with you. But yeah. the thing is, you can't get 100 hundredfold returns yeah, okay. on an NBA team the way you today. You
0: can't get hundredfold on League either. You can. No, you can't. This
1: League team, by $13 thirty million, might be worth uh, no, over a billion. No, it's, in 10 years. there's no there's
0: no team gonna no.
1: And, and in ten years, you'll be lucky to get two three times your return on, on on pro team today. Ain't no League team ever gonna be worth a billion dollars all right we got this on on twitch officially over here all let's right. see maybe if lee takes off a Lee team might be worth a billion dollars you never know or again already i would argue teams like tsm which have these enormous like multi they, they're involved in a lot of shit they do they run but they own a bunch of websites too that company's probably worth at least like it's worth big money i don't want to say I probably over, over 50 million maybe maybe even 100 million tsm 100 million possible because again they, don't they, think they, it's they they're so recognizable they already had. They, they own a lot of websites. They do other things as well oh, besides this
0: league. Okay, okay,
1: we gotta you gotta take that out. <clears throat> no, still I, the brand of TSM, I wouldn't be. It would not be unusual. Okay, we still don't know how much money that uh, Madison Square Garden company paid for CLG because Madison Square Garden bought CLG earlier this year, and I actually didn't look. But I'm gonna see if they released an annual report. I'm gonna dig through it. I'm gonna see if it was answering the Q and A sessions with their with their analysts. In fact, I'm I'm gonna send an email over to the investor relations department at, at Madison Square Garden. And ask them how much they pay. Maybe they, maybe they can answer for me. All
0: right, you'd, but, you'd do uh, that.
1: If we can find that number, because I think TSM as a brand is much more valuable than CLG. And it would not be unusual to hear it goes for it'd be worth a hundred million dollars for like TSM. It seems pretty crazy, but you know, it it depending if, if brand new teams are paying thirty million dollars to get in here, didn't an
0: established team like TSM is gonna be worth lots. Didn't that one guy's team get bought out recently that uh, the guy who was dating Lily Pichu? Yeah, yeah, CLG. I told CS- you, oh, yeah. the mask bought it. Yeah. How, oh, yeah. You, you don't know how much, though. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah I don't know how much. Right, well, you find that out, and we can try to figure out what TSM is worth. TSM is worth big money, boys. Big money. So I think t- if you know, we need to find out
1: what CLG is worth, and then from there we can extrapolate how much uh, TSM is worth from there. But Again, it wouldn't have surprised me. All right. I got. I got to mention one more. One more silly bit of news. All right. And hear. the most absurd news. Really. It is absurd to me that they're trying to charge money for this.
0: I got a more absurd story after this, so you go. All right,
1: Metro Conflict, this uh, this duker of an FPS game, uh, is relaunching as Metro Conflict Origin, the Origin, on October 27th uh, into beta on Steam. So this game was available through OG Planet for about, uh, I think, it's eight months or so, then it shut down because OG Planet was shutting everything down. But get this, it's a Korean lobby-based shooter, but you got to pay 20 bucks to play. What? What a terrible idea. Oh, boy. It's going to be a combat arms clone, the same shit we've seen in... uh in Ghost of Shell First Assault, the same shit we see in Black Squad, Black Shot, uh, all these AVA, the same, this company that actually made this game, they made Alliance of Valiant Arms as well. Okay, so they, they make free-to-play lobby Korean shooters. This is like their specialty, right? But they're charging 20 bucks for this game. There's no way in God's green earth no this way. game is going to be successful at 20 bucks. No way going to play it. Nope. Hey, bro, I paid 20 bucks
0: for combat arms. <laughs> Come on. You want to talk about Foolish? Spending twenty bucks on a Combat Arms clone is pretty foolish, right? Yeah, I I agree. That's okay, I'm glad oh, what if they play for a thousand hours? Doop, doop, doop. If they get a thousand hours out of it, that's different. They're not gonna, they're not gonna get thousand thousand hours out of this. It's, I
1: don't know. It's just so weird that this game this game was free the same game was free to play through OG Planet, but they're relaunching this by putting Origin at the end and it's self publishing it now instead of doing it through OG Planet, and they think you can charge twenty
0: bucks for it? Pretty fucked up. <clears throat> well, we'll see. I you know what? I bet this is still a better game than like eighty percent of mobile games, so <laughs> there you go. All right. Probably. All right. Well, I have. I have. I have to one up you with a stupid story. A crazy story. Right, stupid story. All right. Apparently, uh, <coughs> in uh, in China, Tencent has made a mobile game where you can clap along with the president. So, for those of you who don't know, there was a massive Communist Party uh, meeting uh, once in, once every five years. This happens in China, and the president Xi Jinping, you know, was giving a speech and tencent wanted to help out with the propaganda so they made an app where you can watch and clap along with uh the president during his uh during his speech good shit you can, good like, shit basically you see scenes of the speech like a two-hour
1: speech right And you see like a 20-second clip from that speech you need to mash the clap on as much as you can right And the game keeps track of your clap score <laughs> and you can compare your score with other people there's like leaderboards and you can share it on wechat which is like so absurd it's like I can't believe this is real. If you but don't, this is on
0: the Wall Street Journal. This is real. If you don't get at least a thousand claps, uh, the police come to your house and take you to the re-education camps. All right, <laughs> where you learn to clap faster yeah. for a uh, great leader, Xi Jinping. <laughs> it's like it's like Stalin. You know, you you got, you got to keep clapping for like forty minutes, <laughs> never stop clapping. Uh, so oh, I thought that is, that is weird. This is a, this is the best story I've read all week, boys.
1: But I think they had Tencent only did this because they've been under heat from the the, the government there, the, the, the communist government, because. People were like killing them. People were jumping off buildings because they couldn't play uh, Honor of Kings or uh, Arena of Glory, Arena of Valor is called now. So, it's another the mobile game they made it was mega popular. It's the biggest, piece. it's the biggest game in the world right now. It makes like over three billion dollars a year. But it was, people were like going crazy over that game, and the Chinese government was like, "No, you gotta put like limit how, many, how long people can play, how long kids can play." So they, they made this app as a form of like
0: to, to brown nose the government. I think Ooh, again, their good side. Good analogy there, brown nose. I haven't heard that one in a long time. But mm-hmm. yeah, China's, China's a funny place. We kind of forget that uh, they are still a, a communist dictatorship over there.
1: Mm-hmm. Where you must clap for the great leader. I wonder yeah. how many people download this game. Yeah, I, I was looking to download it, but like, I couldn't find it. Like, I'm sure you can download the APK and play it on the Android Emulator. Maybe we'll see who gets the most claps. I'll challenge you. All right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how many foreigners have downloaded this app. It's like a joke. all right <laughs> yeah all right well i think you got anything else any other interesting stories or uh, we covered the base stuff. we talk a bit more in
1: the in the post game uh life is okay. futile and most coming out into into uh open beta this oh. november and it's kind of cool but the problem is like this concept is way too ambitious for uh for like an indie indie game company like it, it, this has to be like done by like a giant company with a huge budget to be successful because they're going for this like rust experience with a persistent world like, that sounds mega cool. Like, a single server, single persistent server with over 10,000 players and no wipes. Th- th- it'll be running for years where people can craft <laughs> whole cities and stuff in the sandbox environment. It sounds fucking epic, but mm. there's no way it's going
0: to be, like, polished and good. You know, I saw this one. I've been following this for a while, and it's it's mm-hmm. been available for a while. But this is MO version, right? So there's, like, two yeah. different games. Okay, so this sounds really cool. I do want to try this when it's out. I don't want to try closed beta, though.
1: Wow. I mean, this is just something to keep an eye out for. Mm-hmm. I I just can't imagine it'll be like polished, but like yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll keep an eye on it. If people are saying it's good, I'll try it with them. Or it, may, it might end up being like we're online, we're like moving. Pilot making a road takes like a week. Who knows? All
0: right, I do have one more story, it, and it's kind of related to our foolish thing. Okay, microtransaction. Sure, take it away. All right, boys. I found this gem of a comment on uh, Reddit while I was reading about microtransactions. <laughs> so this guy was a. uh Developer for Star Wars The Old Republic, okay? I'm going to read this comment. Ever since I heard from a developer on Star Wars The Old Republic, there was a customer that spent literally thousands of dollars a day on racial changes because he role-played a shapeshifter. Nothing has shocked me about microtransactions since then. Not the amount of them, not the price, not the insanely predatory practices on it. Nothing. Can you imagine that? This guy is role-playing, Okay. And so, because of that, he's just spending money like, "Hey guys, I'm a, I'm a, you know, whatever, uh, Wookie. Now I'm a, now I'm a human because I'm a shapeshifter alien." <laughs> thousands I think agree this guy's pretty foolish. Thousands of dollars a day for this? How? how? That's insane.
1: That's insane. But again, that's why they do it. You know, people do spend that kind of money. <clears throat> but microtransactions like that, I think, are okay. I mean, the guy I spend it is pretty dumb, but like having microtransactions like that are harmless, where people get paid to change race or some bullshit like that i mean i know people in final fantasy 14 that change race for like a week and go back or like even a day and they go back and it's like what 10 bucks a pop or something so i mean it's just it is weird and i would agree this 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 guy is mega foolish to be role-playing a shapeshifter and spending that kind of crazy money over it (laughs) he's arab prince
0: rich or extremely retarded one of those you decide Okay, so yeah, the rest of the comments says, Hell, there was even a one dude who put two million plus into modern war. I don't know what that is. It's probably one of those shitty mobile games. Mm-hmm. But I remember that guy who uh who embezzled like five million dollars from his company
1: and he spent one million dollars on Game of War? He spent like money on like a really fast car, he spent money on all this like luxury shit, and then he spent a million dollars on Game of War. He went full on pay to win in Game of War <laughs> before he got
0: caught embezzling. <laughs> Still pretty crazy. Yeah, so there are foolish people out there. Um mm-hmm. And here's the thing, guys, like it, it's not it's not I don't think it's inaccurate or mean to say half the people out there. Right. Have below average intelligence. No, and, that's true. OK, right. That's that's like mathematically true. So these and these I, I know I felt so addicted. No, to games. You're wrong. You're wrong. Half minus one. One right. guy, the, the guy in the middle is exactly average. Uh, Everyone else is fine. But All right. I felt 99. I felt so addicted to games before. Right. And I can imagine someone who is, you know, in a worse spot, maybe maybe a lot dumber than me. I'm not I'm not above average. I'm average, I'll say. So I can imagine some of these games being really addictive to people to a point where they do just, you know, and, and people who are just bad at planning. So, like, they have a credit card and they don't really worry about where the money is going to come from two months down the line. And they, they just spend, like, $1,000, you know, like, it mm. happens. And they're foolish. They're dumb. That's it. There's no, like, justification for it. All right. We'll leave. What do you think, Omar?
1: <laughs> no, that, that's—I mean, again, a lot of people are foolish for doing this. But I'm, I'm, my only defense is not everyone doing this is foolish. That was my only defense. That people can't spend a lot of money over a long period of time and it not be foolish. We can yell at each other about this, and uh, okay, and Aaron is the fifty percent guy. I like that comment, of chaos.
0: He's right in the middle. <laughs> I'm right in the middle, boys. All right, you, that's a special. So, stuff, like, all right, in the post game, Omar and I will try to nail down where we think the exact foolish line is. How much? How much can you spend without being foolish? All right. So, look forward to that. Take care, mm-hmm. guys. Later, you too. So, Omar, somehow it's time.